Hey everyone, this is Leticia from Paris and you're listening to Powerful Podcasting Stories, the show that reveals how podcasters, creators and editors around the world do it behind the scenes, behind the microphone. I challenged myself to get at least 100 episodes in 10 days. Are you curious enough to know if I succeeded or not? Well, you'll have to keep listening. Today we're talking about editing with a podcaster who is usually off mic and in the dark, editing the episodes we end up listening. What's their process of making them complete? Let's listen to our guest's powerful story. Hi, my name is Sam Sege. I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm an audio engineer, a sound designer, and a composer. I work for Jar Audio, which exclusively makes branded podcasts. Are you the host and editor of your own show, or do you simply edit someone else's show? So just with the nature of how we produce shows, I end up working on quite a lot of things. So I work with Amex for Business Class and BCIT for Fireweed, amongst a bunch of other things. But the newest and most fun thing I'm working on is called Mobile Diaries from T-Mobile. So it's all about how mobile technology is shaping our everyday lives. So it's equal part storytelling. There's some discussion. There's some inserted audio, audio diaries and sound design as well to buff out some of those fun stories. Uh, we talk with digital nomads. We talk about dial a therapist apps, search and rescue in the mobile age, and get some insight from some really fascinating people. It's a lot of fun. Do you have a background in sound design, journalism, content editing? Like, what's your background? And what got you into podcasting? My background is actually as a musician. So I grew up in a small town just outside of Ottawa and Ontario with a very supportive musical family. So supportive that they actually let me drop out of high school to be a touring musician when I was quite young at 17. And I've been working in or with audio ever since. So after that, I went to school for audio engineering mainly to learn how to record for myself. And then I was originally writing music for indie flicks and TV commercials or whatever I could get my hands on and recording albums for local bands. But of course, when the pandemic hit, I, I decided to look for something new because all that pretty much dried up. So I ended up switching to audio storytelling. I got my start working with the CCLA as a volunteer to launch their podcast called Justice Versus, which explores human rights in Canada, which was a great learning experience. The content was really compelling as well. And that was a good start to get into the world of editing more dialogue rather than music, learning how to tell a story just with sound, and, and it's taken off since then. On what software do you edit the podcasts? Is it effective and fast enough for you? The way we've structured our recording process and production process at JAR means we end up using quite a few different pieces of software. So the first thing we use is Riverside as our virtual recording studio. Maybe we record a guest or two, and that'll go for about an hour. And then we'll take that and drop it into script for our producers to edit. So a lot of people from the journalism world seem to be comfortable doing a paper edit with timestamps, but Descript gives them the functionality of editing essentially a Word doc. But then for the audio text side, we get to receive the non-destructive cuts from that document, which is amazing. It's such a useful tool. So once they've trimmed the interview down to the length they want and, and have all the content they want, we'll dump that into whatever DAW we want. So I personally work in Cubase. I also work in Pro Tools, but it honestly doesn't really matter what you use. As long as you have good ears and are proficient with your tools and you know those short 
short keys and hot keys, that's all that really counts. So whatever software you're comfortable in, I never really try and dictate what our audio techs use because if they're comfortable with it, that's all that matters to me. What kind of podcast formats do you edit most? How long are they? How many guests? How much sound design is involved? Because we deal with a lot of larger brands, they tend to want to play it safe in the podcast space, which means they lean on an interview format more often than not. So they might be one or two guests. The episodes probably run 20 to 30 minutes at most. Um, there won't be a lot of sound design. It'll be some simple music underpinning moments, but at most, that's probably it. However, every so often we do get a client that wants to be a little bit braver in the space and they want to push the boundaries of what you can do with audio. So T-Mobile, I mentioned earlier, is one of those clients where we get these guests who tell really vivid stories that we then get to build out with sound design. So as a listener, it's much more compelling or, or fun to listen to because you get this ear candy as you go through the interview process. So it's a mostly straight interview format, but we do have quite a few shows now that dance around that narrative storytelling format. It's kind of crossing a few different things. What is the most challenging episode you edited? And why? Tell us what happened. I wouldn't say have an example of one specific episode or show that was really challenging to edit. I, I think uh, something like a deadline on a sound design heavy show can be a little bit harder because you really want to get things right. You want to take your time and make sure it's sounding the best it possibly can. But the biggest challenge that we run into or I run into most commonly is with about 90% of our guests being recorded remotely, we're often fighting against things like room echo or guests recording in less than ideal spaces. So we do send guests gear, but if they're really busy, chances are we're catching them maybe between a meeting or they haven't had a chance to set anything up. So oftentimes it's really just the post-production having to get the best possible quality out of maybe a less than ideal recording. So we'll lean on RX quite a bit. I know Descript now has some awesome tools and AI functionality built into removing some noise. So I'd say that's probably the biggest challenge we run into in every recording session. Take us briefly through what you, as an editor, receive to what you deliver, like an exported complete interview. Tell us more about your whole editing process. As an editor, the first thing I receive is the producer's edit from Descript, which gives me all those edit points and cuts so it's non-destructive, which is, again, so useful. Um, they usually write in some cues. Maybe they'll hand me a script if it's a little bit more sound heavy or there's some spaces where they want specific musical passages. Maybe they have an idea of what they'd like. And then I import that into my DAW. I first set the plugins for each guest. So I listen to them one at a time. I'm going to make sure that they're all sounding their best before I start playing it over and over and doing more cuts from there. So for each guest, I usually start with removing room echo with things like Waves, WNS or NS1, which I really love because you can get a little bit more fine tuned with what frequency bands you want to be reducing or almost gating um, compared to say something like an RXD reverb. Then I usually have to do quite a bit of surgical subtractive EQ because our guests are in untreated rooms. So naturally those rooms are going to start enhancing the frequencies at which they speak at. So 
it's quite finicky at times, but that's usually the, the, the first thing to come before my noise reduction. Then I'll jump into my compression and de-essers and things like that, really depending on the guest. More often than not, I am finding that if there's really an unsalvageable recording, or maybe the guests, we had them only for 15 minutes and they were in a really echoey room and it sounds terrible, I might actually put that back into script and turn on their sound studio, which is remarkable. I recommend everyone try it if you haven't done it yet, because it can beat some of the best plugins I've ever used. Um, and then I will jump to doing a pass where I'm just cutting filler words and tightening up the dialogue and the pacing. As much as I want to jump ahead to inserting some music and building out some sound, I really try and stop myself to just do the the hardest part first, which is after that mix, going through and trimming the dialogue. Then the next pass, I'll start finding places for musical transitions and sound design if the show warrants it. As I'm doing all this, I have my loudness meter going, so I'm constantly balancing the dialogue or automating. I'm essentially doing a mix and my master at the exact same time. So I know some people treat it as a separate phase, but I find it to be a time saver, especially when you've built out some templates for yourself and you start to know what levels you need to be hitting on each guest dialogue, that you can save a bunch of time and do it in one fell swoop. If you're not the host, do you, as an editor, have the right to remove content from the interview? For our productions, our producers on our team are the ones who will decide what stays from an interview and what goes. So if we record for, say, an hour and the episode length needs to be 30 minutes, we will be pretty hard on hitting that minute mark. So we're not just releasing long form unedited interviews, the producer will trim down just to the best part. So much like making a sauce or a stock, you're you're distilling it down to its best parts. As an audio editor, we'll take out some stumbles and some filler words. Sometimes guests are nervous, so they might actually ask us at the start, like, hey, can you make me sound good? But we'll try and leave it enough so that they still sound human. We don't want to completely augment the interview. And finally, Share with us some of the tips and tricks that top podcast editors use to make audio sparkle. My number one tip is if you're new to this, learn how to remove room echo or at least soften it. Especially if it's a longer episode and it's a long interview, that can become really grating. That boomy, echoey sound is really unpleasant on the ears. Um, Number two, if you are working with an untrained host and they're reading from a script, we can usually tell they sound a little bit nervous. So try adjusting the pacing between the sentences. I find if you tighten it up, the speaker will sound more confident. It's quite amazing what pacing can do. Um, Another thing is anytime you make a new edit, if you have to reopen your project, save a new version. You never know when you might need to recall an older version. Uh, Another is I really dislike linear fades. I find they sound unnatural. So I recommend experimenting with bell curves or exponential fades. They just fade a little bit more gently than a linear fade. Um, Build yourself templates. Once you've done this more than once, you're going to find that your order of operations is usually the same most times, barring a little bit of noise reduction depending on the guest. So once you have that template, your turnaround times are going to be a lot, lot quicker. And lastly is always watch your loudness meter. You don't want a guest who's quieter than another guest. You don't want a moment where, say, someone laughs and it blows up the speakers. Be really conscious of keeping everyone roughly in the same zone. Your dynamic range shouldn't be really wide. 
the way we listen to podcasts on the go and, and all these different places where we're competing against noise, having things be a little bit more squashed will be beneficial in the long run. Thank you so much for being an inspiring guest on my show. And thank you for sharing your process, challenges, tips, and tricks with us. Thank you for the opportunity. This is a really fun way to record an interview, and hopefully we get to do it again. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. To know more about your guest, you can find all the links in the description below, including a special link. If you're a podcaster and would like to participate as a guest, go ahead and be my guest. This challenge was recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. If you too want to create podcasts at scale, try it for free. Well, with this episode, I'm 1% closer to my goal. But have I reached 100? See you in the next episode.